isn't it, about different things about, about God, about the God we worship. Um, sometimes we, we go through the busyness of life, but sometimes it's just good to come back to, to, the, to the basics and uh, refresh our, our memory. Um, about you, I always, f- well, I've forgotten what I've done yesterday, but um, what I did yesterday. But So we're going to look at um, yeah, Exodus chapter 20, um, starting from verse 12 through to the end of the chapter, verse 21. Um, so yeah, uh, verse 12. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You should not murder, you should not commit adultery, you should not steal, you should not give false testimony against your neighbour. You should not covet your neighbour's house, you should not covet your neighbour's wife, or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen but do not have God speak to us or he, or we will die Moses said to the people do not be afraid God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with with you to keep you from sinning the people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was so we we continue the 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 first part is the, about the, the, the account of the, of the Ten Commandments. Um, and certainly on this bit, I'm not going to, going to go into any detail at all, really. So we, we, the passage talks about honoring our mother and father, about not murdering, uh, about not committing adultery, so protecting the sacredness of the marriage relationship, not stealing, not giving false testimony, or so telling the truth, not coveting, so not wanting what, what other people have. So really basically being satisfied with what you've got and what God has given you. So the Ten Commandments end with this emphasis on being a good neighbor. So if we love our neighbors, as it says in the Bible, so love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. So if we love our neighbors, we won't covet what they have, we won't steal from them, we won't lie to them, and we, will do the things that God, we won't do the things that God doesn't want us to do. So basically, really, it's only a God that can change our sinful lives. So it's only him that can give us the love that we need, the love for other people, um, to obey him and to care for others. So really, what I want to focus on tonight is verses 18 to 21. And we'll look at that again. Um, So verses 18 to 21. Uh, When the people saw the, the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear and they stayed at a distance. And said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you and keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Let's just pray just quickly. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can uh, read it and, and daily try and understand what it has to say to us and how we apply that to our lives. Just pray you'll speak through me now. Uh, give me the, the words to say that may be appropriate for one or two people. But thank you, Lord Jesus, that your, your word is living and active. And pray, Lord, that, that that will really penetrate our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Okay, so, we're going to, so looking at verses 18 to 21, just going to do very quickly three points. One, can I, work, can I approach God? Number two, how do we approach God? And number three, what is our approach to God? So can we approach God? How do we approach God? And what is our approach to God? So verse 18, up on the screen, if you've got it in front of you, have a look at that. Um, So verse 18, when the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw that the mountain in smoke, they trembled with with fear, they stayed at a distance. So really that, that, that part where it says they stayed at a distance really sort of struck me really. But so thinking about about Jesus Christ, about, about God, it's through Jesus' death on the cross as Christians that we can approach God. Hebrews 10 says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up to us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a high priest over the house of God, Let us draw near to God, so focusing on verse 22 here, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. So that verse I'll say again, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. So in that verse, four requirements, okay, as we draw near to God. A true heart. So this is about our hearts being undivided. Who controls us? Does, it, does, does man, does, does the media control us, or does, does God control us? Do we obey God? So really, when we come as Christians, we should have a, an undivided heart, that we are, we are holy, we are truly his, we are 100% uh, a child of God. We know that we're pulled away by other, bits, other, other things, aren't we? So where is your heart tonight with God? So a true heart is one, is one point. A confident faith. So the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. So as one commentary puts it, to worship in faith is to come with a, a seeking heart that rests on the merit of Christ only. So we come in faith to Christ, we come in faith to him, believing that he will be with us and help us and guide us. So a true heart, a confident faith, a clear conscience. Do we come tonight with a clear conscience? With, as we come around the table, do we come as a, with a clear conscience that we've asked God for forgiveness for the things we've done this week? Maybe Have we offended anybody? Do we need to go to that person and, and, and speak to them about it? So a clear conscience. But when a sinner comes to Jesus and receives salvation, guilt is gone. So a, a clear conscience means that, that guilt is gone. Okay, so a true heart, a confident faith, a clear conscience, and a clean body. And we know that by the power of Jesus Christ, he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness by his, his, his shed blood on the cross. So a true heart, a confident faith, a clean conscience, a clean body. Does that make sense? Yep. So the answer is, um, can we approach God? Yes. If we are right with him. Yeah? If we are right with God, we can approach him. Yes, we can. A true heart, a confident faith, a clean conscience, a clean body. Yep. Okay, so how do we approach God? 
verse 19 in the passage tonight. Um, and uh, speak, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. So really, in this passage, we could, we could, we could say that, um, that Moses was a mediator between God and the Israelites. And we see this, see this, this word mediator mentioned several times in, in, in the Bible. So a mediator is a sort of go-between, um, assists with communication and negotiation between two parties. But we can say that Christ can, is, is a perfect mediator because he is both fully God and fully man. So who else can, can, can be, be the perfect mediator between God and man? So how do we approach God? Again, coming around the table through Jesus Christ and his shed blood, death on the cross, and resurrection. So Jesus is the mediator between us and God. So anything I say tonight really isn't, isn't anything new, probably from what you've, you've heard several times, but sometimes it's, it's a good reminder. So two passages, sorry, two passages in the New Testament refer to, to Jesus Christ being the mediator between God and man. Uh, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5 says, For there is one God... And there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. But also in Hebrews chapter 9, a bit of a longer passage, but I'll read it all. Um, but when Christ came as high priest of the good things that, we, we now already, um, that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tab, uh, tabernacle that is not made with human hands, that is to say, is not part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but entered the most holy place once for all uh, by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of, of the heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they, that, so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. Then it goes on, For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Bit of a mouthful. Um, but certainly shows, as we see in, in, the, in the Old Testament, that sacrifices were continually made, weren't they, for the, for the people, for, the, for forgiveness of sins. But Christ has gone through, you know, the curtain's torn in two. Christ's sacrifice is once for all to cleanse our consciences, as it says here again, from acts that lead to death. So Christ is the mediator of the new covenant. To nothing that we can achieve, nothing we can do, to get eternal life, Christ is the mediator, uh, has paid the price. So these two passages specifically teach us that Jesus is the one and only means of access between humans and God the Father. So Jesus, as mediator, offers forgiveness of sins and presents us just and right before God. So as you read the, the Bible, I'm sure you in, in your um, personal devotions, the God we worship today is the, the same God that was on that mountain, so we worship the same God that displayed his greatness on Mount Sinai. Because God is perfectly holy and we are desperately sinful, we cannot relate to him. So left to ourselves, we would, and I'm sure we, we, 
we would shake in terror like the Israelites did. But Jesus made it possible for us to know God when he took our sins on himself, died on the cross, rose again. And even now, Jesus is the go-between, the mediator between us and God. So that is, um, how do we approach God? So the third point, I said I was going to be very quick tonight, didn't I? So, What is our approach to God? So the questions we've done so far are, can we approach God? Then, how do we approach God? And the third one is, what is our approach to God? So as Christians, we don't approach God as in, um, it's, it's hard to, to say what the, because I don't know what the translation is on, with the word fear in, in this passage, but fear, we can often say that we're, we're scared of something, aren't we? Um, I always admit to things on this platform, um, and I shouldn't do really. Uh, go on, let's do it. Um, I'm a, well, I'm a bit scared. When I'm at, I've probably told you already. Um, I get scared in the, in the dark when I'm at work. Um, and um, sometimes I, I have these late meetings. Well, every month I have a late meeting. And then obviously in the winter, it's, it's dark. And where I work is, is completely in the, in the middle of nowhere. And all the, my committee members like race off to, to have dinner. And I'm left, out, left locking up. And it's very scary. I'm sort of running, running to my car, <laughs> making sure I've got my key ready. But I know God's there. <laughs> um, but it's very scary. So, but, but the way we, um, so the way we approach God is, isn't about that God is, 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 is scary. So as Christians, we are to fear God um, in a different way. Um, so we are children of God. He is a compassionate and loving God. He is our, our loving Heavenly Father. Um, so in this passage, uh, verse 20, talk, Moses was, was saying, don't be afraid. God has, God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sin, sinning. So fearing God really, really means to, to have such an, an awe, um, such a, a reverence for him that that, that, that awe and reverence has a, a, just a major, just an enormous impact on our lives that we, that we won't sin, we won't not obey him. So, to, to, to do, do, we, do we act as Christians like that in, in, in such awe and reverence for him? So to fear God is, is about respecting him, about obeying him, about submitting to his discipline, which isn't very easy, and worshipping him. So it's not about being scared. It's about giving him the, the, the rightful reverence and awe that he, well, he is God, isn't he? He he is the Lord Almighty, as, we, as um, Peter, as, as part of the passage this morning, spoke about. He is the Lord, the God Almighty. He is, and, and, and I think when we, when we come to that, we, we also, I'm going off my, pay, off my words now, but, you know, you, I'm not going to mention, polit- well, I've just mentioned politics. Um, time and time again, I, I come back to the point that, that, you know, we worship the, the Lord Almighty. He is he is on the throne. He is, he is God. He is in control of all things. There's lots of things that we don't understand. Lots of things that, that I don't understand. But we know that God is in control of all things. So about fearing God is about respecting him, about have, giving him such awe and reverence that he so deserves. So Moses said, God has come to test you so that the fear of God will, will, will be with you to keep you from sinning. So if we fear God... 
So if we come to him in, in the right and proper way, we will obey him. We will do what he asks us to do. We will not sin against us, sin against him. Who are we following? Are we following God? Are we following the things that we want to do? Or are we following, sorry, are we following, following man, the things that we want to do? Or, or are we following God? So we need to come to him with a, with a fear, respecting him. So really in conclusion, um, as we come around the table tonight, again, we remember Christ's death for us. Jesus Christ as the mediator between, between us and God. So Jesus being fully man, fully God. He is so perfectly placed to be that mediator between us and God. But, but really keeping God in, in that, that place where, he, where we have that reverence for him and that worship for him. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, as we finish, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we, we might become the righteousness of Christ. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of Christ. So three questions tonight. Can we approach God? Yes, we can but we come to him with our hearts that are right. We come to him with a, a true heart, a, a clear conscience, a, a clean body. I can't remember the other one. Um, yeah, and a confident faith. How do we approach God? Well, we approach God through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. He is the perfect mediator, the perfect sacrifice, the spotless lamb of God. And what is our approach to God? Well, the, the awe and reverence that he so deserves to fear God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this passage. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that um, even in, in so many of these um, different passages, we can, we, we can draw on what the Lord Jesus Christ did for each one of us. Sometimes these things... Um, are not new. Uh, we come across words like mediator and, um, and about worshipping God all the time. But Lord, where it comes down to is, is, is where is our heart? Are we fully following what you want us to do? Are we worshipping you with an undivided heart? Or are we pulled away to other things that that you don't want us to do. Help us, Lord Jesus, daily to come back to you in awe, in reverence, in worship. Help us daily, as a, help us as a church to, to support one another as well in, in living out our faith, in, in keeping to our faith, in, in staying close to you in a world that, that will pull us away from any second. But Lord, we give you the, the glory, the, the awe, the reverence, that everything that is so due to your name this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.